Welcome back to the Sixer Podcast. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Keb Moe. And today we are continuing Band November. Uh, that's right, I'm doing a different band that I like uh, every week. I'm, I'm focusing on just one band each, and as you can tell from the title, we're doing it. We're finally doing it. It only took him 31 episodes to do a full Red Hot Chili Peppers episode. Yes, uh, that is who we will be discussing today. You and I, I guess. You can you can talk back, too. Uh, but if you haven't listened to The Sixer before, it is a simple concept. I just play six songs. They are following a theme that is either very, very vague or very specific. And this one kind of bridges that gap a little bit. It's not too specific. I mean, I guess it's one band, and that's about as specific as it gets. Um but yeah, it's not not too vague either because, again, it's just one band. And that band, like I said, is Red Hot Chili Peppers. My favorite band, whenever, it's the question, you know, if somebody asks you, what's your favorite band? If that was like a security question, um, they should do that because it doesn't really change, you know, once you have that one, you know. I don't know. I I'm, could be just speaking for myself, obviously. Uh, obviously I am because I am. Uh, but Red Hot Chili Peppers is that band for me. And I'm just going to play some of their lesser-known hits, I guess. Um, I guess some of them aren't even hits, but their lesser-known songs. The first one coming from the album The Uplift Mofo Party Plan, released in 1987. This is Me and My Friends. It did not see too much commercial success. Got some radio play, um, but you know, it, it's, it was one of their first good songs. I, one of their, their songs that uh, I really like from early in the catalog. There are a couple to choose from, you know, singles-wise and then and otherwise, but this is my, my favorite one, I think, from the Uplift Mofo Party Plan. So this is, again, Me and My Friends. Let's hear it. Peace in the evening. 
right, that was me and my friends. Uh, heavy bass there. That's kind of a theme of their music, or it will be a constant in their music, I should say, for people unfamiliar with them. If you're unfamiliar with Red Hot Chili Peppers, what I mean, what? Who are you? I guess. Um, yeah, tweet at me at the Sixer Podcast. Uh, so this next song that I have is is one of my favorite tracks. Just by them. I mean, these are these are my six favorites, I guess, but they're my six favorites that are kind of lesser famous and this is this is one that is a little bit more, you know, known. And that's uh it's a little bit on purpose cuz I just love it so much, but this is from Mother's Milk which came out in 1989. Uh this is the first time where we get to see John Frusciante, uh who is now maybe most associated with them their their signature guitar sound so uh this is when he joined up in the band and in 1989 mother's milk yeah that album this song is called taste the pain and it is just great let's listen to it taste the pain
Like I said, uh, Mother's Milk is the first appearance of John Frusciante with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and his signature sound wasn't fully formed at that point yet. Apparently, the producer and John were uh, arguing uh, quite a bit over what the guitar sound should be fully on the album, uh, and so it's not uh, it's not fully realized until uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, the next album uh, that the Peppers put out, and that came out in 1991. Now, this song is a song that very few people would know, <laughs> uh, except for uh, hardcore uh, Peppermint, or Pepperheads. I like to call them the Peppermint, though. Uh, so let, let's listen to Apache Rose Peacock. This is off of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Again, that's Apache Rose Peacock. Let's give it a listen.
That is not only one of my favorite songs, it is one of my favorite songs to play on guitar. I think that's why I like it so much. It's a really goofy kind of guitar sounding. Um, yeah, Shanti's just kind of coming into his own. He's a big talking point for me because he just joined up uh, with the band this past uh, year in 2020. He joined, uh, rejoined the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He was away doing his solo stuff. Uh, there's a couple times when he does that in... Uh, his history with the band. Uh, but, but he was kind of just, you know, doing his solo stuff and he was sober. Now, uh, his last solo stuff is pretty weird, pretty experimental, but, uh, this time he's sobered up and he's got some really good, uh, solo, his solo project just dropped, uh, an album. It's just John Frusciante. I think it's called Maya. Uh, very good though. I mean, he, he's, he's really, really, really great artist, uh, and, and musician. So, uh, Anyways, this is uh, <laughs> this next song does not feature John Frusciante. Like I said, it uh, he, he's kind of left the band a couple times, and this is during a period where he had left, and they put out a, an album. So this album uh, is called One Hot Minute, and it features features Dave Navarro um, on guitar of Jane's Addiction fame, of course. Dave Navarro, um, yeah, his guitar style is. I guess similar. I mean, it's good. I like this album a lot, but um, it's different. It, it's it's fully a different uh, band, you know, just with that guitar not in there. And they had one song that kind of went, uh, you know, was, was successful, I should say, uh, commercially. But this one definitely was not. This is kind of a B-side here, maybe not even a B-side, but it's called Walkabout, uh, and it's from One Hot Minute, and that came out in 1995. Let's listen to... Walkabout. Of perspective, I, I need to try 
bloodwood flowers in my gaze Walk about in the sunny days Do me now On a walkabout You could do it in the city You could do it in a zone You could do it in the desert You could do the unknown On a walkabout High desert skies are what I spy So fly You gotta wonder why mm. The stingrays must be fat this year I'm moving slow In my lowest gear Original man with the dream I believe the aborigine different band like i said but uh still a very good band in my opinion in their own right 
Um, that would bring us up to about the Californication era. I don't have a song from Californication on this sixer, but uh, one of their most popular albums. I mean, arguably their, not arguably, it is their best-selling one. So <laughs> Californication, of course, had that smash hit, Californication, the song on there. And, uh, you know, it's it was just kind of in the MTV days, and people were, I think people were just buying a lot of music those days. Um, yeah, I, 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 culture was kind of great <laughs> in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Culture was the best it has been in our lifetimes. I don't know how old you are listening to this. If you're 80, maybe not. Uh, but if you're in your, you know, mid-20s to... to late 40s 50s even maybe geez um yeah culture was just great i mean everything was kind of happening it was before george bush was in office we're talking clinton here this is a very uh clinton era culture was it was all time high <laughs> but uh they followed that album up in, uh, in 2002 with by the way now by the way still was kind of you know, people people still were, culture was still great, I feel like. 2002, it kind of flipped a little bit towards uh, everything starting to go to shit a little bit uh, in 2002, but the world was still pretty nice, and this album came out, uh, by the way, and this song is fantastic. Uh, it's got harmonica in it. Can you ask for anything better than a good harmonica riff? I was going to make a harmonica sixer. Uh, this definitely, I'll, I'll probably double dip and play this song on there because <laughs> it's just that good and it, and it features the harmonica so prominently uh, in the main riff here that you'll hear. But this is called On Mercury. It's from the album By The Way. Let's listen to it. I've got myself in a masochistic Get up, but just to redirect my flow. Come on, let's go. Sit up straight. I'm on a double date. I gotta find my way into the light. Every middle way to we don't stop. I rock around the clock. I'm both up. Nothing up in front of every other roadblock. Come again and tell me what you're going through. Like a girl who
of the band during this episode, but I'm just thinking back now, and I covered quite a bit of it, um, and history of, I guess, uh, culture, uh, that last little rant I went on, I guess I, you can tell that uh, the, the this nation is culturally starved right now, and so there's a lot of uh, creativity coming out, and, and just lots of great current music, and you know what, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are recording, uh, as far as I know, they are in the studio um, if not, they will be by spring because they said like next year albums coming out. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's kind of where we're at now. Um, I'm going to play something from, uh, one of their, one of their better albums, Stadium Arcadium came out in 2006. I'm going to play one song from that because in the past few years after Stadium Arcadium, John, uh, John Frusciante left the band yet again. And they actually have two records uh, without him, and they're good. They're, they're, I mean, they are very signature Chili Peppers still, because their guitarist is is just he was great. Um, he was creating riffs that uh, I just you can feel John Frusciante in them, and it's because he pretty much was just like a huge fan of him growing up. So he was just like a kid listening to Frusciante and like idolized him, and that's how he started playing guitar, and so his guitar playing style is like identical to, to John Frusciante. So it, it, it was really cool to hear him on, uh, on the past two records. It's Josh Klinghoffer is his name. And, uh, him and John Frusciante actually collaborated, um, before he joined the Red Hot Chili Peppers is actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good little experimental rock album that they did. Um, but th- that's how, that's how kind of close they were as friends. And then, kind of a dicey situation they're like okay john said he wants in so you're out and he's like oh okay it's like they could have honestly kept him around you know as just like an additional guitarist but they're like no he's uh john's our guy sorry josh and it's kind of a you know it's kind of a bitter bitter ending for for him there but uh yeah he's back there in the studio um but th- yeah, this is 2006's Stadium Arcadium is, is the last one with him on it. And this is a song from that to take us out. Thank you, everybody, for listening this week. Uh, we will be back next week with another band. I don't know. Can you guess? If you know me, you might know my favorite bands. We'll see. Um, but yes, we're, we're going to be back next week with uh, another episode. Follow follow me on Twitter at The Sixer Podcast. Be sure to subscribe if you aren't uh, already. And then uh, leave a rating and a review if you would. I don't know if, if people still do that. 
that's fun. Um, I like to do that sometimes if I enjoy something and it's like an independent one, you know, it's, it helps everybody, especially independent podcasts. So, uh, yeah, this is a, the last song I'm going to go out on. It's called Ready Made, and uh, it's just an absolute blapper. Really great guitar solo at the end. I failed to mention that Flea is one of my favorite, uh, not one of my favorite, he is my favorite bassist of all time. I failed to mention him, like, really at all, probably because I just have guitar on the brain. Been playing a lot of guitar lately, so this one's very riff-heavy uh, guitars. It's uh, ready-made from Stadium Arcadium. Uh, we'll see you next week on The Sixer.
listen, but don't be afraid. I got a brother making trouble in the state of California. I wish I knew another way, but we're gonna have to clown you. Better me, better me. Rockin' for the second straight. Better me, better me. Listen, but don't be afraid. If I give you my dead inside You got it If I stay the full side 